0: Okay, I'm gonna do it. Okay, let's go. Hey guys, this is Katie Barbarian. This is the Writability Podcast. I am here today with librarian Emily Campbell. Emily, you wanna introduce yourself? Sure. This is Emily Campbell.
1: I'm a librarian in the Visalia Learning Resource Center and I'm one of quite a few librarians.
0: Today we're going to be talking about organizing research, what you should be doing when you're researching, how you should organize the stuff you find. And the more sources we find, the more difficult this gets. Unless you go in with like a game plan, it can (laughs) get really hard. Emily, have you had any struggles with organizing research?
1: Yes, definitely. And before we started talking with students about like organizing their sources, we had a lot of discussions with each other about this. Uh, This was definitely a skill that I felt and it sounds like you also felt was not taught at any point in our, our undergraduate education or, or before that, right? Yeah, I definitely had issues. I would find a lot of sources. I would do what I thought was pretty good research. I would use the library. When I first started, you know, as a college student, it was really difficult to keep track of, okay, well, where did I find this quote? Or I remember reading like this theory in one of my articles, but I don't remember where I I found that. The, the fact that I wasn't organizing those things was making the writing process and the research research process a lot harder and a lot more time intensive than it probably needed to be. And that like at some point I needed to come up with some sort of system that helped me organize my sources so that when I went to actually write my paper, I had things together. Yeah.
0: I feel like for me, I'm a list keeper and stuff like that. So I always was trying like different things of organization, but they didn't always work. Like I know for a long time, I know this is a thing you did, but I was like, I'm going to print out every single thing. I'm going to highlight it. I'm going to have sticky notes on the front. It ended up just being like a giant stack mess of papers that I still could not find what I needed. And I think the other thing... That I think we need to warn people is that we're not going to just like give you one system that is going to work today. It really is based on your own process, much like the writing process. The research process is a process. and you got to figure out what works for you. So I mean, what should students do to figure out a better way to organize their research?
1: Sure. So like you were saying, I think everybody kind of comes up with their own way. There's no one right way. But we have talked to students about some ways that we found over time seem to work. I kind of see those choices as like, it's almost like existing on a continuum of like super high tech Mm. to like super low tech, right? It just kind of depends on what you feel works best for you. So just like looking at the low tech side of the spectrum, and this is the way I still kind of do, do research to some degree, is like, you know, you can take all of your sources and print them out, highlight them, take notes on them. One thing that students will sometimes do is like take an index card, staple it to their source and write on that index card the citation for that print source and then maybe jot down any quotes that they think that they might use in that paper so that's kind of like one sort of like really low-tech way <laughs> of keeping track of your sources and then I know that you more use like the online systems
0: yeah I've been using online citation systems a little yet lately the one question I think we'll go back to is okay for me at least like it really actually depends on what the project is I'm realizing because like as you talk about printing it out and all that I had said I don't really do that anymore and then I was like oh wait no but I did that last year for that AB705 I was doing a ton of research right. because I was yeah. a I had release time and I needed to know like all the laws and stuff and for me if I was going to read stuff that carefully I needed it printed out I needed color coded highlights I needed tabs like I had a binder of this research and yeah. I, for me so I think that's another thing that you might have to think about for students it's just like what is the purpose of this research and which of these will lend itself best for this purpose but for smaller things i tend to go with the digital for example i recently picked readings for my class right Mm -hmm. Uh, emily actually saw the readings i picked Um, but i was like designing a unit and for that unit I was using mostly web articles. And so honestly, I had just a list of hyperlinks that were organized by section, but I wasn't trying to find specific language or anything like that in those. I was just like, do I like the overall ideas? But when I'm like writing a paper or something, I, or like researching for a class, so I was taking a couple of classes this summer and I was using the the Weva add-on uh-huh. to Chrome. There's Weva and Hypothesis. They kind of do the same thing. Hypothesis is more social. Weva is more personal. And Weva will let you like highlight areas and it will save everything you highlight in the kind of organized folders and that for me works really well so like I'd be working on sort of a project the project would be all pink highlights and it would all go into a folder and it would remember what websites I got those highlights on and link me back to them right and for me that worked really well it also worked on pdfs because that's another thing that I kind of struggled with especially at first is like when you're researching online they're not always all the same kind of thing right some are pdfs some are websites, some are podcasts, some are videos, some are this, and some are that. And then when you have all of those things together, it's hard to find one way that works. But you also introduced me to, to the OneDrive tool. Oh not, yeah, not the, OneNote. Yes,
1: OneNote. 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 And that was a kind of a cool way to, you can upload files, you can take notes, and you have access to it through your MyGiant. It, yeah. it's Yeah, it's not necessarily designed for like, you know, collecting citations and stuff, but it, it's still... A way of organizing content.
0: right yeah I think the onenote it works out really well think of a tabbed notebook it's that digitally you can name your tabs you can have different pages within those tabs you can put your PDFs in you can put your links in I have I've had students who've used that sort of to build their papers like they're like these are my background articles these are to po- support this point and kind of organized their research I've used it a couple times unless you annotate on there too. It, it was good for me when I was like sharing information with other people. Yeah, the low tech, and we saw some more
1: online tools. I think like the one in the middle that we normally talk about is kind of between those two options. Is one of the things I got into the habit of doing, and this sort of became my system at one point, was just taking a Word document. When I found a source that I liked, I would export a citation or I would copy and paste the citation information into the Word document. And then right below that, I would just paraphrase content that I thought was important. I I would put the page numbers down. I would pull out quotes that I thought were important, kind of like an annotated bibliography, but like really informal. And I would just keep that document as a running document, would use that to write my paper. And then, but also those citations, it would be really helpful when I created my work cited page because I could edit those citations I'd already created and then throw them at the end of my paper. Yeah,
0: It reminds me of something I encourage students to do, which is just like, as they write their paper, as soon as they quote something, immediately put it in the works cited. I always tell my students, when you write your works cited at 2am as the last part of your paper, you are going to screw it up. Yes, Uh, If you do it as you go, when you're done with your paper, you're done with that citation list.
1: Yeah. it's really hard to exert that mental energy toward creating the work cited page yeah. after you, after you've written the paper so no,
0: I, I see I know what you mean are there any mistakes you see students making when it comes to organizing their research
1: so one of the biggest things and this is something that costs students a lot of time is they'll find a source that they use some content from they use a quote from but they don't Make a note of where they got it. After they've written their whole paper and they're almost ready to turn it in, they're kind of coming in in a panic, asking, like, you know, where do I find this source? All I have is this quote. (laughs) Or I, you know, I I think I found it, you know, in this database, but I'm not sure. It's really easy for that to happen, especially if you're using like a lot of sources. Even if you have a stellar memory, you're not going to remember. So just keep track while you're searching. It seems like you're spending a lot of time documenting your sources, but it's going to
0: help you in the long run. And I would say that if you do get in that that thing where you have have a quote and you don't know where you got it from, if you search something in Google Mm -hmm. and put quotes around it, it will find you that exact language, which sometimes does get you out of that bind, which is a helpful Google search tool. The other issue I see, and I have talked to you about this a lot. Actually, the reason I even started having this conversation with students is because I had a student one day who told me that she had lost all her sources because she was just copying the links from the databases, just the hyperlinks on Uh, the top, and they were not static links.
1: So that is frustrating because when you find a source online, a website, and you want to go back to it later, usually what you could just do is just copy and paste the URL, the website address. Database content's a little bit different. If you take the URL, for a database article. If you'd like go up into the browser and copy and paste the website address, that link is not stable. Because the information is in a database and it's, you had to log in and it's like behind a paywall. So you have to get something else within that article called a permalink. Pretty much every database will have somewhere in the tools or in the like little icons you can click on, there should be something that says permalink and you click on that and it gives you a, a permanent link, basically a stable link that should continue to work.
0: And there's other options too, right? You can email it to yourself. You can save it to your computer as a PDF. You can. Which is another thing I guess I do sometimes. Sometimes I have a folder on my computer and just put all the PDFs in it for my uh, students, when we talked about that, I often give the example, like the unstable links, I give Mm -hmm. the example of emails. Like if you want to send an email to someone else, you can't just copy the the URL at the top, right? Right. If you're signed into your Gmail account, they're not going to be signed into your Gmail account and it's just going to give them an error. You have to like actually forward the email, right? It's the same kind of thing. Like you're signed in. For me, I feel like that's just a good, like, you know, time-saving yeah. tip or else you're going to lose everything, especially if you're not writing down the names of the articles also, yeah. um, which is a thing that I've learned to do too, is like I used to just like copy a bunch of URLs and then I would have to go back into each one to find the one I needed. Like yeah. now I make like do the control K thing where I have like a hyperlink with the name of it on it. So I know which, what each article is.
1: So control K, can you explain what that, because I haven't actually used control K.
0: Control K is, it's how you make a hyperlink. So like, so you can make it say New York Times article, and then it would take you, it would be the link, the blue letters. It's how you make the blue letters. And normally there's a like little shortcut thing somewhere on there too. It. That's like, make a link. That's all I'm doing. Okay. I got it. Yeah.
1: I think I used the right mouse button and then, but it's the same thing.
0: Any last things
1: about organizing research? You know, like just the, uh, the thing I would reiterate is if you do need help or you need some suggestions on, you know, organizing your research, uh, Definitely talk to a librarian. Um, visit the Ask a Librarian page on the library's website and it will sort of show you the different ways that you can contact someone. So we can give you su- some suggestions on organization, but we can also, if you're in a situation or in a, a sticky situation where you can't find an article that you quoted and you need some help with that, we can help that with that too. And like, I think I learned so much just from hearing from my professors, like what they did. Like they nobody, like I said, nobody taught me, but I did have a handful of professors that sort of shared what their process was. And I really hung on to that information. So yeah, talk to your professors about yeah. like, you know, how did you do it when you were in graduate school? Like, you know, what was your system? And you'll probably get a lot of different answers, but you might find something that works for you. And you will find that we all had
0: systems though. That's, we all had systems at one point, right. Maybe multiple <laughs> yeah. systems, maybe systems systems that weren't the best. I think one of the things about becoming a better reader and writer is to start thinking about what you do, right? You have to think about your process and really like evaluate like, hey, am I doing this the most productive way? So I've been asking everybody the the same Mm. ending question now, which is what are you learning right now, Emily?
1: oh boy well besides learning about minecraft (laughs) because i have a nine-year-old and and a seven-year-old that would play minecraft for 16 hours a day if i let them (laughs) and want to show me everything that they're doing in minecraft i'm learning a lot about that but gosh you know right now i'm funny because i feel like i'm always like kind of reading and learning um Hmm. let's see besides that's Minecraft.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, Minecraft's a finance or if you just want to be like Minecraft.
1: I think I have to do a mic drop with the Minecraft because no, that, that, that seems to be the thing that I know the least about right now and, and that I'm getting uh, the most information about. <laughs>
0: that's great. Good. Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for All your right. time today. And if That's you right. us, you can look up Emily uh, and me both in the COS directory. Um, but you can also, what is the website for the yeah. library?
1: www.cos.edu library.
0: Yes, if you yep. want a librarian in particular. Thanks, guys. All right, bye.